Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast for Monday, April 4th, 2022. The immense significance of Ukraine. I, I don't know that Americans or most people are thinking that the war in Ukraine is anything more than a conflict between Ukraine and, and Russia, but actually I think there's much more at stake. Russia's invasion of Ukraine will have much broader implications for the world than just Russia and Ukraine. And this is in no way to minimize the suffering of the Ukrainian people, which of course is awful, particularly today we hear about the genocide in areas north of Kiev that have been uh, evacuated by the Russians, leaving mass graves and uh, evidence of uh, uh, Ukrainians having been tortured, having their hands bound and then shot and killed. But Russia's invasion is all about <clears throat> fascistic, non-democratic, authoritarian kleptocracy versus free democratic Western ideology. Now, what is a kleptocracy? Russia is a kleptocracy because its leaders... Um, the ruling elite, the uh, oligarchs, all stole their fortunes from the Russian people. And now they, uh, they have uh, put their wealth into $700 million yachts and foreign uh, banks and uh, real estate throughout the world, what have you. But um, it's, a, uh, it's a rule by the few who have lots of power, influence, and money, uh, led by Putin, who's who is uh, kept in power by them, who in turn controls the country basically to keep the kleptocrats in power. <clears throat> so, fr uh, freedom of the press is suppressed. Um, there's no democracy. There's the 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 the, the principal opponent to uh, Putin is in jail. And uh, we'll be there for a number of years because he dared to speak his mind against Putin. So uh, Russia's invasion is all about fascistic and non-democratic uh, regimes uh, versus free Western democratic uh, ideology. So going back to World War II, I think we can safely say that World War II ended Nazi fascistic rule and ideology. And uh, then the following Cold War eventually ended communism. And depending on which side prevails in Ukraine, the world will either gravitate towards democracy or towards authoritarianism. Ultimately, the outcome depends upon NATO's determination and the West to provide the military assistance Ukraine needs to win as Ukraine's determination, persistence, and courage is not in question. So given the right uh, military equipment, there's no question that Ukraine can win this war because they're already stopping the Russian army, the feared Russian army. They're stopping him, but they just don't have the weapons to push them out of their country. Europe's previous uh, passivity with regard to Moscow indicated ambivalence on the part of Europeans with regard to which system would prevail. They didn't know what to think. Europe's ambivalence, particularly evident in Germany, most likely resulted from the defeat of German fascism in World War II. Following World War II, Germans seeking survival following their defeat and destruction lacked an ideology to replace Nazi fascism. <clears throat> and since during World War II, Germany opposed both Russian communism and the West democratic ideals, their defeat left them without an ideological direction 
which gradually morphed into an embrace of passivity or ambivalence predicated on the idea that their passivity and ambivalence would ensure world peace. I think we can see that that has not happened. The Russian invasion of Ukraine and Putin's stated desire and threats to resurrect the Soviet empire has destroyed German passivity, at least to the extent that Germans may have believed that their passivity would ensure peace. A major sign of German passivity was Germans increasing their reliance on Russian energy and their failure to fully fund their NATO's participation, uh, their military's uh, participation in NATO. Germans never rejected Russia's lengthy efforts to convince Germans to get, to go green, and instead of developing their own resources, decided to increase their reliance on Russian energy. All for foolish internal political reasons. The Greens thought that they were going to uh, control uh, Germany, only to find out that they've actually weakened Germany. Um, so we have a very uh, serious situation in Europe following World War II that gradually <clears throat> morphed into uh, a sense that uh, that neither uh, Russia or the West uh, is the proper direction for for uh, Germany to uh, go into. They didn't know what to do. They, they didn't know what to think. And that's why during the Trump administration, you heard Trump putting a lot of pressure on, on uh, Germany to pay its fair share of NATO. We had been parking, and we still do, park 50,000 American troops in Germany. And uh, Trump said, well, why are we protecting you from Russia when you're doing everything to make yourself more vulnerable um, to, uh, to uh, Russian uh, aggression? by uh, building this uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They already had the Nord Stream 1. Both pipelines uh, bypassed Ukraine, so the Germans were fully aware that <clears throat> the Russians were up to uh, no good with regard to providing energy to Ukraine because they weren't going through Ukraine. So since uh, during World War II, Germany opposed both Russian communism and the West democratic ideals, as I suggested, their defeat left them without ideological direction, which gradually morphed into an embrace of passivity, predicated on the idea that passivity would ensure peace. The Russian invasion of Ukraine and Putin's stated desire and threats to resurrect the Soviet empire has destroyed German passivity, at least to the extent that Germans may have believed that their passivity would ensure peace. A major sign of German passivity was Germans increasing their reliance on Russian energy and their failure to fully fund the military. Germans never rejected Russia's lengthy efforts to convince uh, Germans um, to go green, and instead of developing their own energy resources, decided to increase their reliance on Russian energy. Clearly, Russia's efforts to ensure German dependence on Russian energy was a carefully implemented trap for Germany and, and Europe. Moscow calculated that German passivity and energy dependence would enable Moscow to attack Ukraine without risk of serious countermeasures and eventually enable Russia to once again extend its influence and control over Eastern Europe and eventually all of Europe. <clears throat> Moscow miscalculated. Moscow did not expect Ukraine to effectively confront Russia's invasion. Furthermore, Moscow never expected the EU to become united and resolute in opposing Russia's invasion. Ukraine's effectiveness and the EU's support 
in addition to Russia's military failures, has left the West with an opportunity to ensure a Ukrainian victory. Ukraine could actually prevail under the right circumstances. However, Western sentiments opposing escalation of the conflict into a broader war has led to a policy of providing only limited military assistance. And what's interesting about this is um, you don't hear Russia or China being worried about escalation. They, that Russia went ahead and invaded an innocent, smaller country and devastated. They, they never so much as worried a moment about the escalating the conflict into a European war or world war, for that matter. Such assistance is deemed purely defensive. That is the assistance we're producing right now or providing for for Ukraine, while the provision of equipment that would ensure Ukrainian control of its airspace, a key development that would prevent the continued Russian bombing and leveling of Ukrainian cities, would in itself enable the Ukrainian successful ground defenses to push Russia out of Ukraine. <clears throat> Pardon me. Ukrainian control of its airspace with jets and S-300 anti-aircraft and anti-missile systems could not only stop Russia's use of artillery and rockets, it would also enable Ukraine to use its control of its airspace to attack Russian positions from the air. Russia resorted to the destruction of cities and killing unarmed citizens due to its hope that it could demoralize Russians into giving up while the Russian military failed against the Ukrainian military. You see, so the, the failure of the Russian military caused the Russians to increase its artillery and rocket shelling of the cities in, in Ukraine, targeting innocent citizens, you know, unarmed citizens, to demoralize the Russian pop the Ukrainian population. At the present moment, the West seems indecisive with regard to whether or not to provide the advanced armaments Ukraine needs to win and has repeatedly requested. The EU, uh, the EU, the U.S., and NATO are providing weapons necessary for an effective defense against Russia, though not the weapons needed to drive Russia out of Ukraine. For that, they're going to need aircraft. They're going to need anti-ballistic missile systems, anti-aircraft systems, uh, anti-ship systems. <clears throat> this stalemate is the result of Western ambivalence regarding whether to simply defend Europe from Russia on one hand or to advance democratic ideology throughout the world by ensuring fascistic authoritarianism, authoritarianism is prevented from spreading. Internal cultural and social and political weakness in the West has a lot to do with predator systems taking advantage. So it's like with the human body. You've got an infection, and if you're strong, your body fights it off. But if your body is weak and the infection comes in, uh, it's opportunistic and it can spread and it could kill you. When the Soviet Union fell apart, the West fell asleep and failed to continue the struggle against authoritarianism that Ronald Reagan so successfully confronted. I think Ronald Reagan brought down the Soviet Union. While America's politicians seek to impose a woke agenda upon America's military, China continues to expand its military. China's navy is already larger than America's, and China continues to develop offensive weapon systems that could destroy American aircraft carriers uh, that are defending the uh, South China Seas from uh, uh, Chinese expansionism. <clears throat> China and Russia see an opportunity to replace America as the world's dominant superpower, and in so doing, they expect to uh, eventually control the world. First on their list is Ukraine. 
then the Baltics, that's Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, by cutting off Western Europe's access to the Baltics, by closing the gap between Kaliningrad and Belarus, followed by the Communist Chinese Party invading and taking Taiwan. A most vivid sign of America's lack of preparedness and weakness is the failure of our schools to provide education consistent with America regaining, or retaining, I should say, its superpower status. While China's students are in first place, America's students are in 28th place on the worldwide educational stage. Another sign of American internal weakness is tremendous problems we have with addictions. Thousands die from the uh, uh, Communist Chinese uh, Party's exported fentanyl drug, which has created terrible overdose deaths. While American politicians favor decriminalization of marijuana and drug use and addiction and deaths are all increasing, as is criminality in the country, another sign of weakness. How much longer can this internal weakness continue without American falling, America falling behind and China assuming first place on the world stage economically, culturally, and military, militarily? Folks, it's scary. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all the support for my podcast. God bless America. God help the people of Ukraine survive this awful, awful aggression. I hope for a speedy end to, to this, but that's not going to come about unless the West supports Ukraine and gives Ukraine what it needs to, to win and push the Russians out of Ukraine. Peace. Peace.